sinners. The whole Christmas season is built on the excitement and anticipation, making it hard to be patient. Everywhere you look, the lights, the music, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and advertisement all remind us that Christmas is coming. No matter what the department stores try to tell you, Christmas has not yet arrived. In the season often marked by frizzy busyness, Advent is an opportunity to set aside time to prepare our hearts and to focus on the story of God's redeeming love for this world, for us today. The word Advent means coming or arrival. And the season is marked by expectation, waiting, anticipation, and longing. But Advent is not just an extension of Christmas. It is the season that links the past, the present, and the future. Advent offers us an opportunity to share the ancient longing of a coming of the Messiah. To celebrate his birth and to be alert for his second coming. Advent is not a celebration that comes to fix things from broken computers to broken and hurting lies. Rather, simply is a celebration that comes in dark times, in pain, in chaos. He comes and he makes a way. I want to share with you a couple of present testimonies of my life. It was in the Advent season that I was in the darkest times of my life. I had uh, just gotten saved in December 6th, 1984. Like I said, right in the middle of Advent. I had just been delivered divorce papers. I lost my children. I was just coming out of a recovery home for heroin addiction. It was the darkest times of my life. But how many know then in those times, God makes a way. God makes a way. Then in 2004, 20 years after I was saved, because of the consequences of my own sin of heroin addiction, I contract hepatitis C. Uh, it was in those, once again, in the Advent season, November, December of 2004, 20 years after my salvation. I remember uh, starting treatment, and, and for four months, not 400 years, four months, I couldn't hear God's voice, sense his presence. It's like, where are you, Lord? But they were, it was a dark time in my life. I kind of thought maybe I wouldn't make it through the hep C treatment. It was the early part of hep C treatment where uh, a lot of men weren't recovering. They were dying. It was about 80% recovery rate. And then God shows up four months there and says to me, Mike, I've been so close to you. You know the poem, The Footsteps, right? He goes, I've had you in my arms all the time. That's how close I've been to you. I haven't left you. In those dark times, God is with us. Amen. May this season of wonder for you as you discover the gifts of Jesus which brings at Christmas, which is hope, love, joy, 
and peace. The first Sunday of Advent signifies the hope the people of Israel felt in their hearts for a Savior to lead them out of dark and hard times. And while we often think of hope in the future, God's gift of hope includes hope present, hope past, and hope in the future. Today, we'll be looking at this morning at the first point on hope past. Let me ask you a question. Think about it. What is the longest you've waited for something? What is the longest you've waited for something? I'm going to use my wife and me as an example. Hope she don't mind. I've used it before. Uh, Pastor Mike, Sister Sally didn't really know me. She wasn't saved. She didn't, but he was interested in me. I waited 10 years for her to be my wife and to be interested in me. 10 years since salvation. I never dated another woman, and I just waited for, for Sister Sally 10 years. That's a long time, right? I always say, well, she dated, I waited. <laughs> and I waited in anticipation. I waited in anticipation. My mother waited for my salvation, Mary Louise Duran, for 15 years. I'm talking about my first 15 years of my life. I was an innocent young man. You know, I had choices that I could make, but I chose to take the wrong path. So for 15 years, Mary Louise Duran prayed for me here at this altar. And we've waited for her son's salvation. It's a little while, huh? For 400 years, Israel had waited and hoped for the promised Messiah. Israel would wait without hearing from God but hoping that the Messiah was to come. They hoped from generation to generation. Some died still hoping, but still they had hope. Sometimes we have to continue to hope even when the situations appear hopeless. Sometimes we have to continue to have hope even when we feel there is no hope. Hope that Jesus will show up. Hope that if the promise, he will do it again. Hope that if he came once, he will come again. And hope that endures from generation to generation. Is there anything you've been waiting for your entire life? You know, I waited to, to graduate from high school since I was a boy. I did it in 2012. It wasn't my entire life, but it was a long time. Right. I had a hope way back then to finish that dream. Then I go on to, get, to go to Bible school. God is good. Amen. He is good. We live in a society of instant gratification we get impatient for waiting on microwaves, airplanes, high-speed internet connections. So just think of waiting thousands of years for something. The people of Israel lived an entire history of waiting. In the darkest days of a hardest time in exile, the Israelites held fast to the bright hope 
of the promise of the coming Messiah that would set them free. The Old Testament is full of prophecies about this Messiah. I want to read a few of them for you this morning. In Isaiah 7.14, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call his name Emmanuel, God with us. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, another famous well-known prophecy and promise of Isaiah. He says, For unto us a child is born. To us is given, and the governments will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The prophet Isaiah also prophesied in chapter 11, verse 1 and 2. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his root, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The spirit of counsel and of might. And the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. These and other prophecies give clear expectation God had promised of the Messiah. The people of Israel could have grown discouraged because they hadn't seen the fulfillment of the Messiah yet. I'm sure many of them probably did, especially as generations came and went. Or they could have drawn renewed hope for the future in what God had promised in the past. We have the same choice this morning. I don't know what you're going through. But God always gives hope and always arrives right on time. The gift of hope reminds us of the promises and prophecies that were fulfilled in Jesus' coming. They show us that God has, was working all the time even when it was difficult to see and keep waiting. As we reflect on hope past during Christmas season, we can look at God's faithfulness in our lives and gain hope and confidence that he will do in the present and in the future what he's done in the past. Don't lose hope. For those of you that have known the Lord, think of his faithfulness and his promises that have ever been true in your life. It should give you renewed hope for the journey. Hope present. In the first chapter of Luke, we see Jesus' birth foretold again. But unlike the Old Testament prophecies, this is a much more personal foretelling. The angel Gabriel appeared to Mary and tells her about the coming of Jesus. Luke chapter 1, verse 1 through 10. Let me read this to you this morning. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, 
Greetings. You are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive in her, is in her sixth month. For no work from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Luke 1 tells us that Gabriel appeared to Mary and told her she would become pregnant and give birth to the Son of God, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. Really? Can you imagine receiving this message? Unbelievable, right? And certainly not a message that would naturally make one confident, hopeful, or assured. Like so many things in our lives, there are still great unknowns that require faith. Mary didn't know how it would work. She didn't get the details or a promise that it would all be an end in a happy ending. But she chose to respond in faith, replying, I am the Lord's servant. May your word be fulfilled. Mary was not given confidence and assurance so that she could have faith. We often want assurance before faith. But it usually happens the other way around. As we look at the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 1, says, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. That means we choose faith even when we cannot see the results. Trusting that God is there working all the things for the good. Mary was given the direct message from the angel Gabriel, but even then it took faith to place her trust and hope in God. Mary responded in faith and held fast to the hope of the promise of Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus has come and made a way for us to be one with God through his forgiveness of sins. Today, your hearts and minds may be flooded with concerns, stresses, hardships you face. That doesn't mean change isn't coming. That doesn't mean 
change isn't happening. It doesn't mean God isn't working behind the scenes. Instead, inside other people or your situation. It doesn't mean he isn't working inside our hearts to teach and shape us. Regardless of what outward results look like, at any given moment, we can find hope in the words of Hebrews 6.19. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. I think that's why we all sit and stand here today. The winds blow, the storms come. but We have an anchor, a hope in our soul. Our present hope is in Jesus. Doesn't stop the storms of life. Didn't stop Pastor Mike of getting a divorce, going through the divorce. Didn't stop me from having to go through losing my children. But it did anchor my hope in Christ. And here I stand today. It doesn't change the immediate situations we face. But like an anchor holds a ship steadily against the wind and the waves, our hope holds us firm and secure in the midst of life's storms. The gift of confident hope comes when we place our trust and faith in Jesus Christ. Today, we can find hope in the future. Today we can find hope in the future that Jesus Christ in his second advent is coming again in his second coming. The Apostle Paul wrote in the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 1 through 5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our suffering because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given to us. Advent is also about future hope. Advent is just not about preparing our hearts for Christmas, but also about preparing our hearts for when Christ comes again. And you may find that waiting patiently for the second coming of Jesus is even harder than waiting for Christmas. We live in a time between. And that is why we still find and feel suffering, pain, and doubt. But Romans, again, Paul told us to glory in our sufferings because they produce perseverance. That produces character, that produces hope. The focus of the, is on the future. Our hope is rooted on what God has done through Jesus Christ. How long for a time will 
we all be restored and made new. How long will we that be? We experience pain and suffering of today and wait in eager hope for the future. That is where our hope lies. That the baby was born in a stable in Bethlehem will return again and complete the work of God in our world. That is our hope. In Romans 8, 24 and 25, it says the Apostle Paul explained, for in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait patiently. And so we wait. We place our hope in him for the past, for the present, and for the future. Henry Nguyen wrote, Waiting patiently in expectation is the foundation of spiritual life. Without patience, our expectation degenerates into wishful thinking. Patience comes from the word pitoyer, which means to suffer. What seems a hindrance becomes a way. What seems an obstacle becomes a door. What seems a misfit becomes a cornerstone. So today, so if you struggle today, if you find yourself in pain today, it, it seems you are all alone, all by yourself today, there is hope. Hope in waiting. Hope in trusting. Hope that grows stronger when we focus on the advent. Jesus came once, and Jesus is coming again. Amen. You know, I just want to open this time right now. I want you to bow your heads. and or If you just want to stay, you know, focused. I want, I want somebody that if God has spoken to you, that uh, he needs to, you need to have a renewed hope in this time of season. I shared with you my two instances during Advent season that God had spoken to me and I, uh, I came in and God had given me a hope. And here I stand and here we stand. I'd like to pray with you today. It might be hope about a job. It might be hope in an illness. You might just be feeling all alone during this Advent season. As I went through that circumstance in my day of salvation, I felt all alone. I felt there was nobody around me. Everybody was caught up in the hustle and bustle. My families were celebrating uh, the Christmas season. And I felt like I was just in a corner all by myself. Like if nobody even saw me there. Maybe you might feel like that today. I don't know what you're going through, but he does. And he wants to anchor your faith. He wants you to think of what he's already done for you in past times. And he wants you to, th- to focus on what he has ahead for you in the future. He's giving you a hope of faith. So today, if you'd like, I'd like to pray with you. The pastors are here.
thank you, Lord.
How gracious, relentless is the Father's love towards us, breathtaking the beauty and the radiance of you. Oh, majesty, I live to see your face and be transformed into your image. Come on, let's stand and worship the Lord this morning. And I will search for you, and I will find you, I will find you, I will find you with all my heart, and I will lift my hands to you, in worship, and I will worship with all my heart, I will search for you. And I will find you, and I will find you with all my heart. And I will lift my hands to you in worship. And I will worship with all my heart. Oh, 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 oh. I will search for you with all my heart. Oh, 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 oh. I will search for you with all my heart. One more time, sing. Oh, 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 oh. I will search for you with all my. Oh, majesty, I live to see your face and be transformed into And I will find you, and I will find you with all my heart. I will lift my hands to you in worship, Lord, and I will worship with all my heart. I will search for you. I will find you, I will find you with all my heart. I will lift my hands to you in worship. And I will worship with all my heart.